Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. opportunity to be taught for our lives and ministry to be transformed in Jesus name we give you glory amen put your hands together make a lot of noise and let us welcome our pastor our bishop E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce hallelujah amen lift up your two hands and let's just Father, thank you for another Tuesday, another day to come together as workers in your kingdom. I pray, Lord, that as we speak your word tonight, let us receive that thing that we need to continue, that thing that we need to help us grow faster, that thing that we need, oh God, to make our work better. We thank you. Thank you for choosing us to work for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, God bless you. Take your seat. Amen. Wow. It's a Tuesday night. And if you're in this service, you're supposed to be working for the Lord. So ask your neighbor that by you at all. What Christ you do for the Lord? You at all. You at all. What you do for the Lord? If the person is looking in the sky, tell the person the answer is not in the sky. <laughs> so warn the person that, look, if you cannot answer this question straightforward, something must be done. See me after church. <laughs> some people, it has made some people sweat. Some people. <laughs> Amen. But we are training ourselves to work. Ah, Dr. Mary, you are too far behind. Abba. No, 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 no. Come forward, la. Who is by you? Some of you claim that he's doing ushering work. Anyway, I think that God has been good to us. And so far, the um, crusades in particular have gone well. Both online and physical. It's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. But we cannot start to congratulate ourselves. There's more work ahead. More crusades are coming on this weekend and all that. So find your place and really take part. Amen. Amen. So that when the souls are saved, due to your share, it's inside. Is it a good plan? I think it's a good plan. Amen and amen. Well, we're continuing with our study of what it means to be as wise as a serpent. Because in these days, you have to be as wise as a serpent. You are going to go to camp. Then you get up and go to your boss and say, Boss, please, my church is going to camp. I want to go some. 
you are not wise. That, that's the most kind thing I can say about you. I could have said something more wicked. What do you think the answer will be? We are not. The what? Are you the only Christian? Is this my time you are going to use to? I mean, I mean. Yeah. And then you say what? Because of church, I want to be in Kumasi to do my national service. It's now crowd that will send you to Manso. Manso. <laughs> it's now they will send you to Tepa. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. And you'll be amazed that the person who send you there cry is a so-called Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So even in our so-called own home, we have to maneuver and be wise. Yeah. And it's a maneuver because you can also just be lying. Yeah. So you don't give information that you don't need to give. And you just find a way to make a way. Amen. So we've been learning about serpents. Because if there's one creature that knows how to make a way, it is the serpent. Yes. Recently something happened in one of our churches. An AA church in... Ivy Coast. A certain serpent. It was lying on some trusses. And you know what trusses are? Are you sure you know what trusses are? If you don't know, say you don't know. The things, not this kind of roof. Trusses are the metals that are carrying the roof. Anyway. Somehow, somehow, a snake I'm very serious. They, they must have lifted the trust with the snake because it's a steel building. I don't know how else. Anyway, the snake was there. It lived there. Hey! Hey! Last week, Sunday, they were having service. <laughs> and in the middle of the service, because the ploink is... <laughs> Look at the pandemonium, just hearing it, crap. But the reason why I'm telling you is that, you see, as we are here, we don't know when it got there. We don't know how long it has been there. For all you know, it has been present in every service. And you don't know that as you are busy singing. It has been up there. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. They are there. They will be sitting by you. Cry. You know. You see. And the reason is because they have gotten a certain wisdom. A certain wisdom. How to be in a place. How to hide and flourish. Because they are doing well. As they are there, they are born in. Yeah. One of the things that people are always scared about when they catch a snake is that, hey, has it delivered any babies that it has left there? Are there some extra donations of this snake somewhere? So you should see that they are formidable animals and they are not easy to get rid of. And that is probably why Jesus told us to look at them and learn some lessons from them. And we've been learning a lot of things. 
last week, I believe you did masters at overcoming handicaps. Yeah. It is some small headache. No, you are flat. The same monthly cramps that come every month, then you are flat. Even your cramps you cannot defeat. Hey, then you are not as wise as a serpent. Yeah. Are you there? We learned the week before that they are masters of frugality. They don't waste anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, some of you, as you have come, you return home to see that you left your fan on, you left your light on. One of the most destructive are those taps that are dripping. Tap, 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 tap. They say, oh, it will not be anything. It's real money that's dripping. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Waste. Hmm. But I believe that we are changing and we are learning and these are things that are coming to help us. Amen? Wow. Well, tonight we have another one to learn. Good. Are you ready for tonight's own? Okay. Tonight, let us turn to Mark chapter 7. Snakes are masters of inner power. Inner power. In Mark chapter 7 from verse 20, Jesus was speaking. And he said, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Are you there? I would have thought that it's things from outside in that defile a man. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. It's what's inside you. It's what is inside you. When you see somebody commit adultery, the thing was inside him. That's why the kind of films you watch are so important. Yeah. A lot of evil thinking and foolish thinking comes through watching a film that looks harmless. Why does every girl wish that the guy proposing will kneel down and bring a ring? Why do they think that the wedding must be a certain way? The person It's all something you've imbibed. Yeah. Hello. Quiet. And it is coming from inside because you have watched it. It has entered your eyes and entered into you. And I know relationships that have been compromised based on those invisible things that have just come on the inside. Are you there? Snakes are wise because they have developed inner power. Inner power. And the great wisdom of the snake is to have developed internal power. What do we fear about the snake? It doesn't have any bone. If it hits you, it's not even strong. It's just like a rope. You feel like you can hold it and just use you. What do we fear? We, def- we fear something that it has called venom. The saliva of the snake. It's so powerful it can kill a whole village. Yes. It produces enough. 
If you just do one small drop, 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 the whole village can die. <laughs> in other words, the great power of the snake is from what's inside. It's from what's inside it. It's not from what's outside. It's not a bone. It's not a bone. Yeah. Most of them, you see some snake like a rope. Why are you afraid of that rope? <laughs> Why don't you say that, oh, no be anything. My leg says it's thicker than you. No. But even though it's like a spike, we are afraid of it. We are afraid of it. Why? Because of some inner part. If it just gets you one, ah, it internal power. Listen, the venom of the king cobra is so deadly that one bite can kill 20 people or one elephant. 20 people. So there's enough in it to kill. You see, I was going to start counting people. Then I'll say, they'll say that. I've said that. I won't count anybody. But one bite, the venom it releases is enough to clear 20 people from the face of the earth. (laughs) Are you there? Hmm. The Australian brown snake's venom is so powerful that only one, one over 14,000th of an ounce is needed to kill a human being. I don't know what one over 14,000 of an ounce is, but it's enough. <laughs> Take it that it's a dot. It's a dot. There's an interesting story that Bishop tells of a guy who was sitting somewhere. He just got a little scratch from a snake. And he was teaching them about snakes. And he said, Oh, it's okay. And he continued. And he dropped dead right there. After 20 minutes. Yeah, after 20 minutes. Are you there? In the same way, you and I have inner power, which you release by your tongue. Positive power or negative power. That's why some people, without saying a word, if they enter a room, silence. The people who were laughing, they will stop. <laughs> the people who were joking, they will quit. Yeah. Is the inner power. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. It is when something comes, I'm going to be reading much of this because I don't think we read it. So, today I decided that I'll underline some things I want to read. Read. Is that okay? I don't mind if you insult me that we only came to read the book. If you had been reading the book in the house, we will not need to read it here. They didn't come today. They didn't come to church. Oh, online people, good evening. You are very welcome. Forgive me, I forgot that you are there, but you are welcome, pa. Put your hands together for the online audience. Amen. The other half of our leaders who have been at home for half a year. They've been at home for more than half a year. March to November. Wow. May the Lord bring you to join us soon in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Yeah. So, hmm. it is when something comes from deep within that it is powerful. Both positive and negative things gain their power when they are from within, that is from the heart. Without the heart's involvement, every word and physical action are really powerless. 
Are you there? Now, Bishop gives an example to illustrate the point. Don't be offended by the example because it helps us to understand what he's trying to say. Consider a young lady who has, is raped by an armed robber. Let's say that this young lady has had several boyfriends in the past and committed fornication with all of them and is well known for her immoral and sexual sins. Now, the armed robber asks her to bend over to allow him to rape her in the same way that she used to have <laughs> sex with her other boyfriends. Please, don't get diverted. Listen. When the rape is over, no one accuses the young lady of having committed fornication or any sin with the armed robber. Why? No one says that she has been immoral with the armed robber. Why? Why are people rather sympathetic to her, towards her? Didn't she do exactly the same things that with the arm robber that she did with those boyfriends? Then he says that it is because those actions did not come from her heart. Do you understand? So it's the same physical thing, but it didn't come from her heart. And just because it didn't come from her heart, even the attitude of others towards it is different. So the same thing, but without your heart, it doesn't have power. Now, that's why if you are a preacher, you don't preach from your heart. You are so boring. You don't convince anybody. We just want you to end. It's true. It's true. We just want you to end, you see. And this was what Jesus was teaching us when he said that the thing comes from within. It comes from within. Are you there? The power comes from within. The power that comes from within you is the strong force that can do wonders in your life and ministry. Yes. It is what comes from within that determines how powerful you may be. What is on the outside has very little real effect. And you see, it's a very, very important thing because the world wants us to believe different. And that is why you will spend so long in front of the mirror sorting out your external appearance. Meanwhile, your quiet time has not been done. Your study of the word is non-existent. Your prayer, unless it is on the days that we are doing flow prayer, otherwise you don't pray. So in other words, you've not understood that it is the internal that's important. So only your outside that you are paid attention to. But what I'm saying is true, and you know that it's true, now. Yes. Yes. If you knew that what was inside you was the most important, you would spend time on it. But it's like we don't know. So we bath, we polish, we spend time on our hair. But do we spend that time or more in the Word, listening to a message, without somebody forcing us? Some of you, somebody's not forcing you, you can't do I don't even know why you think someone should force you to do your Christianity. I don't even understand it. Are you there? <laughs> the great wisdom of the serpent is to develop internal power. The great wisdom of the serpent is to fight with the internal powers. Using the internal powers. Work on your hidden internal thinking processes. Your negative thoughts reduce the power within you. Mm. Your negative thoughts 
I can't. I cannot do it. This person can do me, I can't do. Remember on Sunday, I was talking about the ladies. I'm not nice. When I said that, the ladies said they are not nice. The gentlemen were like, eh. but they too think the same thing. I'm too small. If I had, I mean, if I had pumped a letter, I had body small. <laughs> if I was a little bigger. If I had muscles like this person. Are you there? So the disease is universal. It's on both sides. Yeah. It's on both sides. Jesus said the things that defile you come from inside. Many of us are plagued by wrong thinking. I can even say by evil thinking. And the way that you think can stop you from doing well. Some of you, the reason why you dress badly is because of how you think about yourself. No, it's true. It's true. There are people, you see, some of you, we have left you like that because if we come and talk about it, you get bored. Yeah. But there are people in this church, I have asked another person, take this guy to town. Get him a proper shirt. No, it's true. I said, change it. Change it. And you will see that sometimes we are trying to provoke something, to change what the person is thinking on the inside. Yeah. So let the person dress a little better because you see, nobody knows what you are thinking inside. So it's how you are dressed. That's how people will treat you. Yeah. By your appearance. They'll take you just like that. You know. So if you go to a place looking like some shambolic something, something, they will actually treat you like that. Yeah. But just, that's why I don't like young men with scruffy beards. That scruffy beard, no matter what you wear, it brings you down. So groom it. If you must keep a beard, groom it. And if you can't groom it, remove it. Because it is a message. A scruffy beard is an image of a, is of a disorderly mind. And people read you like that. There's somebody doesn't know what it's about. And they read you like that. Scruffy beard is like a girl whose hair is unkempt. Yes. Yes. That's why personally I don't like the natural hair. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Not because there's nothing wrong with it. But it takes time to keep. It takes energy to keep. And most don't keep it. Most don't keep it. They are walking around looking like something that came out of a, out of a pot. Ah, now, if I cannot say it in church, where will I say No. So I'm just saying that if you have decided to keep natural hair, it's not a problem. But just take the time you need and what you be diligent about it. Don't come and tell me that, oh, I didn't braid it last night because I was tired. Please, those of us who know we can't braid it in the night, we do other things. So since you have left it natural, sort it out in the night, carry the cross you have decided to carry and just get on with it and stop looking like something that the rat brought in. You see, because people will relate to you like that. Yeah. They, as they see you, like they will relate to you like that. And just feds are pushing you down. And then you even become, yeah, you see. Because they don't know what is inside. And I'm saying to you that what's inside, you reflect it on the outside. So you discover that sometimes when you try to sort yourself out, you stop doing some things. Because when you are wearing white trousers, you don't sit on the carpet. 
But if you are wearing jeans, you will sit there. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. When you are wearing jeans, anywhere you will sit there. Yeah. Amen. So I'm just saying it to you because you are leaders and it matters. It really matters. Why do you think when you are going for an interview, you try to? Because a lot can be in you, but you may not get a chance to say it. Just because human beings don't know that there's something powerful. So that's number one. But number two, having said that, you need to work on what is inside because truly you will prosper according to what is there. If you are going to walk around with frivolous thoughts in your head, It's a frivolous thought to think that you are going to marry a man who has a lot of money who can do everything for you in one go. It's a very frivolous, very stupid thought. How many human beings do you know like that? In the whole world, how many do you know? (laughs) Is it not frivolous? I have to say it because that's the reason why you are turning down the young brother who's standing by you. Because you are thinking that one of the princesses that's in the story that you were watching, no, will come. The princess you are looking, the prince you are looking for, he doesn't exist. He has not yet been created, and God doesn't seem to have much plan. <laughs> he is only in the screen. He's only in the screen. Yeah. So begin, begin to value people for what's inside and not what's outside. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. <laughs> you see, as you are saying amen, you are Christian, so. I was amazed to find the things that you find important. I, I, I am amazed. I am just amazed. Hmm. Yeah. And they never said anything spiritual. A young man, you're looking for a wife. Everything that you're looking for is carnal. Size of her hips, size of her breast, size of her height. What's wrong with you? Are you there? I am not saying that, quiet. I am not saying that you shouldn't pick somebody who's attractive to you. But what I'm saying is that the overemphasis on it doesn't make sense. Here you are, you are a spiritual man. You claim that you are going to do spiritual work and you don't even have a spiritual parameter that is important to you about the person you marry. Then after you have finished marrying somebody who is not even born again, then you come and disturb us. You see. You come and disturb us that eh, when we went to a mission, my wife said, did she tell you that she was going to go on missions? Meanwhile, the ones who are ready to go on missions, they were there. Oh. That you couldn't see. Yeah, you overlooked them, cry, went elsewhere. The fruit of the spirit is a product of the inner being. Are you there? It's a product of what is on the inside of you. What's the fruit of the spirit? Start. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. What? Temperance. Long-suffering. Yeah. Mercy. Good fruit. Against these things, there is no law. But you are not looking for, for that. You are looking for other things. Hey, that's why you are finding other things, and the other things are dealing with you. Hmm. Hmm. Well, 
how to develop your inner power by investing in your spirit. Ah, is that Pastor Eric? Ah, and I have a try to Please harvest him. Please come and sit by Pastor Danny here. Nice to see you, cry. We'll soon come and invade the first lab building, cry. Just come and walk around and excavate some snakes under and throw them away. Yay! <laughs> Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. If you concentrate on the things of your flesh, they will deal with you. The pornography, it has to end though. I mean, it just has to end. The lack of prayer, it must just end. You see, because you are sowing to your flesh. Yeah. There is no rape that the rapist is not on pornography. Every rape that is there, the person is fed. Mm. <laughs> he has been soaking soaking pornography. So don't think that it is beyond you. Don't think so at all. Amen. So let's look at the things that you can do. Number one, Develop inner power by having regular quiet times with God. Regular quiet times with God. This was something Jesus did all the time. We keep on reading Mark 135. We keep reading how, you know, great while before dawn, he went out. Sometimes he has even been ministering. I thought he would go and rest. He doesn't go and rest. He leaves everybody and he goes. So your quiet time is important. Please ask your neighbor, what do you have for your quiet time? Can you please share it? You have five minutes. Share your quiet time with your neighbor. You see, don't suddenly become so busy. I said, share your quiet time with your neighbor. <laughs> have you seen that? It's because you didn't have the quiet time. Or you didn't have it well. So you don't remember. <laughs> Some people, the quiet time they are giving you, it's last week's so no. They did it once, last week. That's what they are giving you. Hey, I will, are you sharing your quiet time with your uh, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing anything there. Hey! Instead of telling quiet time, he's rapping his wife. Hey, please, it's not here we give raps. I said, tell him. <laughs> are you here? We are laughing, but it's not funny. Yeah. You see, it just shows us our shallowness. It just shows us our shallowness. The quiet time must happen. And you see, you'll be amazed at the things that you learn just by your quiet time. When prophet said we should read Leviticus, I stopped what I was using for quiet time. I started reading Leviticus. The things I've seen inside me, I have been amazed. The book has always been there, but I've always considered it laborious to read. But I discovered things I didn't know. Yeah. In Leviticus. Do you know that anybody who sinned, you come and atone for your own sin. It was only the sin of the priest, Leviticus chapter 4. They said that by his sin, he defiles the people. Yeah. So if a ruler sins, he should go and get his animal and whatever. If a man sins, he should go and get his animal. And if a ruler sins, says that he should do this and this, so that he, because he has defiled the people. That's, what, I said, hey, that's a priest. <laughs> Are you not afraid small? I never knew, but it was by just obeying that instruction, going to the Leviticus and just be reading. I said, hey, hey. 
It's there, really. <laughs> Sana, it goes over onto the people as well. They are considered to have sinned. Are you there? That's why when you are a leader and you are a pornographist, you have disturbed the church. You have really disturbed the church. All your people will be on it. And they'll be wilder than you. Yes. Because the thing is multiplied. Hmm. Let's continue. Bishop says here that as you have your quiet time regularly, you are strengthened spiritually. And the scripture we are using is Luke 22 and verse 43. And there appeared an angel up unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Amen. So you spend time with God and you get your, your strength. Number two, pray in tongues. As for this one, I don't know how to say it enough. Pray in tongues all the time. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says that one who speaks in tongues edifies himself. So the time that you use to chew gum, sitting there just chewing gum, which is not doing anything apart from exercising your jaws that don't require any further muscle strengthening. If you were to have used it, instead of chewing gum, nowadays the mask have come to help us. You can pray anywhere all the time and you are just strengthening yourself hallelujah you are just what strengthening yourself inner we're not talking about the outer one please the outer one most of us will fail anyway (laughs) number three meditate on the word of God meditate on the word of God Meditation has a powerful effect on you. It's able to change you from a failure into a success. An inner power is developed within you when you meditate on the word. Most people meditate on their failings. Most people meditate on what they do not have. But if you meditate on the word of God, some inner power is attributed to you. Amen. And that is what makes you successful. The scriptural reference is Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. I'm sure you know it. It says what? This book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate. How do you meditate? You read it. Read it again. Take it word for word. Think it through. What is this saying? Is there an instruction I should obey? Is there a command I should do? Something I should do? Something I should not do? Is there an example? Is there a promise I should appropriate to myself? What is this saying? And you see, for us, it's very important too. Because the weakness in African Christianity is the knowing and the not doing. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. That's our weakness. We are not able, not just with Christianity, we can't know things and apply so when we know that it's our weakness, it means we should just concentrate on it. That's why we have engineers who cannot engineer up until today. And if you quarrel with me, I'll show you our bridge that always floods. I've been living here for 11 years. It floods all the time. And it was built by the engineers. Every year. I can show you architects who cannot architect. All the houses that we have lived in. No air. 
No air. Beautiful, beautiful. But so hot that it is like, Charlie, you wonder. In fact, the only thing they are good for is that they make you sure that you don't want to go to hell. <laughs> but it's because that's how we are. We know the thing, but we won't do it. Hey, the house is very quiet. Yeah. And then we bring it to our Christianity. So you will learn it. You know the word, but you will not do it. You know it, but you will not do it. That's why even here, I preach about forgiveness. I preach about many things. Even here, some of you quarrel. Mm. No, it's true. So it says you should meditate on it. And then he goes on to say that you must observe to do what you find written there. So that quiet time that you are having, having, it must write down something you must do. If you are writing it down, by this time you have become better. Hmm. And it's only when we have done that that we find that we begin to prosper. And we begin to be successful. So if you are a Christian who is not prospering and not successful, I want to just direct you to the scripture. When you begin to meditate on the word, you'll be surprised at what it is saying to you. And if you begin to do it, it changes you. It, we read, we also read in there, we read. Bam, we have read. So that if you meet your uh, shepherd, you ask, do you have a quiet Oh, oh I had my quiet time. I, I had it from this place. But what did this say to you? What did this say to you? What did this say to you? What did it tell you not to do or to do? That's where the power is. Hmm. Are you there? Hey, you're very quiet. Those of us who like talking a lot, the Bible talks to us about our tongue. What does it say there? You're looking at me as if you don't know that it talks about your tongue. Didn't it tell you that there's a great fire that is set or a great forest set on fire by your little tongue? Meanwhile, you have read the thing, but you have been sparking the fire. You are sparking the fire. Hmm. Amen. Number four. I think this one is so important. Protect your heart from evil contamination. Your heart is easily contaminated with bitterness and forgiveness. Look, as for this one, I don't want to go into it again. We preached a whole sermon. If you won't forgive, just know that you are going to hell. Just know it. No, you don't forgive because it helps the other person. It's for your own sake. Why do you go to hell? Your sins are piling up. And God and sin, they don't live in the same place. Prejudice, wickedness, revenge, adultery, lust, jealousy. Some of you, honestly, the films you watch are very questionable. I won't lie to you. And don't tell me you're not affected. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. (laughs) The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence. From it are the issues of life. Those things you are watching, they are even influencing how you think. Yes. They influence how you think. Your desire to go to a brochure is because when you look in the films, they tell you that life is perfect. That's where it's from. How I pray you go, eh? Oh, dear, nobody will return you. Come yourself. I pray. When you discover that what you have been seeing, no, it's not like that. You'll be there, no, the woman walks in her shoes, crap, 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 she's going to sit in a taxi. You'll be there for years, you'll never sit in a taxi. 
Nobody will tell you when you are going to sit in the taxi and you know that it's 35 pounds. Will you sit in the taxi? You will not sit in the taxi. You'll be uncomfortable. Oh, please. Please, 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 please. Please. Are you here? But you see so much. You have so much power that you can use. Some of you, you wake up on Thursday morning and you are now preparing the message for Thursday. It's not going, you will get through it. You will get through it, but it won't do much. It won't do much. We are continuing because I've, I feel that the, um, the next chapter is tied to this one. You know, we're talking about inner power. You see? And this one says, they are masters of the powers of the mouth. Yeah. And you see that those two things are related. I mean, they go together. Yeah, they go together. After all, is it not the mouth that the snake will open to? How? To bite you. Job 14 verse 19 says, Out of his mouth go burning torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Some of you, your mouth is like a gun. He's asking anybody, are they talking to you? Or who? <laughs> hey! Serpents are wise because they use the power in their mouth. They use the power in their mouth. Many years ago, I traveled to a certain country to do a certain course. And while I was there, the decision was taken that the pastor that he had been at post for several years couldn't take any lead, nothing, because the way the place was. So when I got there, the decision was taken that, oh, now finally he can go and leave. So he didn't travel... He was around, but one was preaching. Then, one day, a case in the church was brought to me. It was a church. Eh, it defies description. You can't describe it. The church, first of all, it was in a slum. And between the prostitutes and the gang people and the pimps, and the, it was some way. Anyway, the case that was brought was that this young lady had come to the country believing that she was coming to meet the guy who was her boyfriend to get married. When she got there, she didn't know that she had been sold over to some guys. So she got there, and these guys, you see, they will get you out of the country, and they will pay for you, 60,000 euros. You'll come out, they'll do your paper, everything, but as you have come, you must pay that money back. They don't say anything to you, start working. As you start working, they pay you every week. Very soon you discover that the money they are paying you, you'll never finish that 60,000. And that is when they introduce you to prostitution. Because it is the only thing you can do that will pay that. So this girl had come. The first shock was that the guy was not even in the country. He had left and gone to a neighboring country. And left her at the disposal of these two guys. And she had been placed into this pornography, whatever. And then she gave her life to Christ. And she had come to church and she was trying to get out of this thing. You, you see, when you, are, when you enter, you are in it. You are in it. You are not going anywhere. And the guys were also in church. So, the first Sunday I called this meeting. Here was the lady. Here were the guys. We talked. So I called the pastor. I said, I know you only, but I beg you, this case there, we have to chop it. So come. So the next Sunday he came. We sat there after church. Talk, talk, talk. Try to negotiate. Listen, the money you've paid it already. You are already here. This girl, she, you know that she was not like the others who came knowing that this is what they were coming to do. And she has had to try to pull herself together. And so let her go for the sake of Christ. Oh, 
we talked. Hours were passing. Hours. Said, it is in your hand to release her. It is in your hand. So release her. After all, you cry, you cry, you even come here. Oh, we talked and we talked and we talked. So, I'm talking about the power of your mouth. I suddenly realized that there's nothing we can do. What are you going to do? There's nothing what you do. There's nothing you can do. The guy said, well, no, 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 they should have our money. And I got up. I said, okay. It's okay. She continued to work with her. I said, but you will never eat it. You will build a house. You will never live in it. You will buy a car. You will never drive it. Everything that you do, it's just, the guy, I beg you, I beg you, stop what you are saying. I beg you, I've released her. It's okay. She should go. I'm done. It's okay. She should leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I realized there's nothing I can do. I began to speak curses over everything. I said, your everything will scatter. Oh. Mandufa. <laughs> MNA. In other words, there's a power in your mouth. But if what is inside you is not correct, what you will say will also not be correct. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And some of you, the issues you are facing in life, you spoke them. Yeah, that's true. That's like, am I lying? Pocket. Hey, me dear. My things, yeah, that's how it is. Nothing works. Nobody likes me every day. I'll be doing every day. I'm doing it's not working. Every day, me alone. This you see, you have used your mouth to speak things over yourself because that's what is in your heart. And that's why I'm saying to you that get the word of God and put the word of God there. So that when you start to speak, is the word of God that will be coming out of you. Amen. Are you there? Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. What's a snare? It's a trap. You are trapped by the words of your mouth. Thou art taken by the words of thy mouth. Media, who marry? Ah. You don't know anybody who has said that? Ah. Yes. Both girls and guys. I know a lot of people have said this. Now when your nyansa has come, you have now started to say, I'm looking for a wife. You have forgotten that you spoke it that you will not marry. Hmm. Wow. Are you there? The words of your mouth are powerful. Even our salvation depends on them. If you don't open your mouth, oh, what does the scripture say? So if you won't confess, what happens? You are there. No salvation. You can believe all you want. The Bible says that even the demons believe and they tremble. It's your ability to speak it that makes a difference. Yeah. So when you don't say, and there are a lot of people who think that I believe and it's okay. It is not okay. Find that scripture for me. I think it's in James. It says that the demons believe and they tremble. They even tremble. You, you believe, you don't tremble. <laughs> then if you don't confess <laughs> if you don't confess they are better than you Mercy. some people are able to use their mouths as weapons more successfully than others and when we talk about weapons we are not talking about the weapon that you are using to quarrel most people quarrel they open their mouth quarreling <laughs> are you there rather use it to preach and preach well Yes, yes. Confess things 
counsel people properly. Say the right things. Wow. That means you should know the right things. Become a strong proclaimer and confessor of the word. And that will give you the wisdom of the serpent. What are the things you wake up and say? What do you say? Seven ways you can use the power in your mouth. Number one. Develop your ability to speak forth positive confessions about your life and ministry. I'm just reading the book that you have not read. That's what I'm reading to you tonight. Just reading the book. <laughs> Some of you, your Macarius is still in the rubber. It's still in the rubber. <laughs> you have used this book. The colors make it decorative. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What you say is what you get. What were you saying? What were you saying? When you sit down there and say that media mats, they I can't do. <laughs> mats, I can't do. That's what the writing, the reading subjects, there is okay, but that's what mats there, I can't do. <laughs> Meanwhile, it says that if the mountain is there, you ask it to move, it will move. But you have made it sit down by your mouth. Yeah, most of you are not parents yet. Don't you have children and start to speak negative things over them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Speak positive things over them. Correct things over them. It will come to pass. But when you start, I don't want to go there today. <laughs> I don't want to go there today. Yeah. You are annoyed with the father. Look at your head like your father's head. Meanwhile, you know that the father drinks, the father does this. Well, what are you speaking over the child? Meanwhile, you could say good things. Yeah. Tell her you're a great guy. You're a good guy. You're going to grow up to be a great guy. Good things will come out of you. Ah, you, I can see you building us. You'll be a builder. But our father does it all the time. He's always speaking good things over us. I don't even know how he continues. When he looks at our faces, I don't know how he continues speaking it. No, but he has said it over years. Yeah. That's where that title starts is coming from. Not because the people were stars as they started. But that's his confession over them. And truly, truly, you see the stardom beginning to come. Yeah. But you wake up and say that these people, they are also wicked. No wonder it's wicked people you are getting. Eish. I hope you are changing. Number two, develop your ability to preach. First hmm. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says... For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So that's God's choice. Preaching. 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 And when you hear good preaching, you, 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 you know that it's good. So, so, so why are you not a good preacher? Oh, but mommy, how do you know that I'm not a good preacher? I see your figures. 
It's Jesus who told us how to know whether a tree is good or bad. He said, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. So when I look at your numbers, 32, 30, 28, 25, 22, 20, 19, 17, 16, trotting, 16, trotting, 16, trotting, 40. You see, it's a sign. Ah, is it a sign or it's not a sign? When the preaching is good, you see people striving to remain connected and wanting to hear what comes next. Oh, I've listened to one or two of you. I almost fell asleep. I almost snored. Recently, Lady Revenhumi came and she said, Oh, no, 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 no. She was talking about somebody's speech. She said, No. She said, No, no, no. And I asked her, What was what was? She said, There's no life. You see, if I just, I'm reading the book to you. But if I just come and I read it. Seven ways you can use the power in your mouth. Number one, develop your ability to speak forth positive confessions about your life and ministry. So you see, the book says you should develop uh, positive confessions. For verily I say unto you, that howsoever, if you don't want to receive it, why do you give that? I said, if you don't want to receive it, why do you do that to somebody? Preach for two minutes to your neighbor. Let me hear whether it's anything good. I said, preach for two minutes to your neighbor. Preach. Preach for two minutes to your neighbor. Is the preaching working? It's not working. I said preach to your neighbor. You see, even the way you have made your face as if you are shy. She's not preaching. I said preach to your neighbor. I'm watching your face as I'm standing here. Some of you are just sharing a joke. I didn't say share a joke with your neighbor. I said preach to your neighbor. Let's see something. Share a verse. Bakukrani. Somebody is rapping their last telenovela. Let me tell you something. If you are not, well, the next point also says you should be a good teacher. If you are not a good preacher or teacher, you need to accept that you are not good and you must begin to work on it. When I say accept, if you don't accept it, you begin to give excuses. So you must know that if somebody, maybe you have a colleague who is a good preacher, the person starts starts preparing on Wednesday, then you must know that you, you should start from Sunday. No, it's true. I'm not laughing at all. I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Practice and practice and practice. Always find the uh, message that goes with the book you are preaching and practice it. Accept that, Charlie, the way I am. Because the better you know your stuff, the better you will preach. Amen. Some people are naturally endowed speakers. They can speak very easily. Even so, they must learn their stuff. But it's easier for them. But if it is not easy for you, just work on it. I said, just what? Just work. Just work on it. Just work on it. Until the preaching is flowing. 
work on your word every time. Know that me, dear, I need four days to, at minimum to work on. Yeah. I need this number of hours prayer and I need four days to work on it. Yeah. We are blessed because the basic material is there. So now all you are doing is getting to know it and getting to flesh it out. But recognize that that is how it is. And work on it. Don't, don't do what some of you are doing. Hmm. I'm talking to some people. Don't give us the excuse that you see me, I'm a boring person. God never made anybody boring. You have decided to be boring. You have, it's a decision. Just in the same way as if you were going to give a presentation somewhere, you work on it. Work on it. Work on it. I cannot underline it more. Work on it. Yeah, when I was doing my PhD, I had a colleague who was, we were doing the same, not the same subject, but we are using the same animal type. And she was not a good speaker. She, it was not given to her. Oh, she will work on it. Yay. Constant. Anytime we had to go and do, uh, what do you call it? She would be in here. She would rehearse it before the mirror. <laughs> when she thinks that it's good, then she'll call me. Then she'll come and listen. Then she will go, what is going on? By the time we are delivering the presentation, you will not know that she's not naturally good. Do you understand? But it's by accepting the media, I have to work on it. I talk more. I didn't need to work as many hours. Are you seeing it? But she will work on it. And what struck me was that when you now listen to the final presentation, you don't know that you are listening to somebody for whom presentations are not so easy. Yeah. And many times, the art of preaching and teaching is the same. And that's why we are told not to leave the video dimension. When you see how the person is preaching, then you realize that, ah, I can learn it. I can learn it. Let me go and stand here. Develop your ability to preach. So after that is the wisdom of God. The world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. First Corinthians one twenty two. Are you here? Stop that rough there. Rise up and practice it. Stand in front of your mirror. If you don't have a mirror, this is an excuse to buy one. And put it on your wall. And stand in front of it. And preach. Ah. <laughs> Number three, develop your ability to teach. Ecclesiastes 12.9 says, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Work on it. Work on it. Teaching and preaching. They are actually two different skills. I don't want to go into it too much tonight. But the preaching, is, it's very much, it could be one verse and you just work around that one verse. The teaching is the point by point. The point by point. Amen. So the preaching is the one that it lifts you up immediately. You encourage immediately. But you may not remember so much when you get back home. <laughs> but the teaching is the line upon line. Precept upon precept. Verse, scripture, point, point. That's the one people don't like. But that's the one that lasts longer. Yes, yes. Amen. And, there's, and because you are teaching, you don't shout a lot. The preaching is the one that you shout all over the place. But Charlie... How much is sticking in the head of the people? 
That's the question. Number four, develop positive proclamations over your congregation. Many of you have people who you lead, two people, four people. Many of you preach on Thursdays. Say positive things. Look, people are hustling the world already. They don't need you to remind them of how things are. But they rather need you to say the opposite. It's going to work. It's going to be okay. By the grace of God, God will speak for us. Are you there? It's going to work. Oh, you can do it. And as you speak, you see, I, I listen to Daddy when he's preaching. That's why we started long ago with the communion. Ah, blessing, say, Charlie. Ha! Can't leave it for anybody. <laughs> yeah. So that was what made us start. Because I realized that speaking blessings, speaking good things. Amen. Develop your ability to counsel and advise people and stop giving us uh, proverbs. Ah. Stop giving us proverbs. Local proverbs. I beg you. They don't have power at all. <laughs> they are nice to say, but they are not the word of God. So they don't carry a certain power. That's number one. Number two, sometimes they are downright wrong. Yes. Sometimes they are practically against the word of God. So learn how to give good counsel from the Bible. Yeah. yeah. When you tell people that they should go and fight back. Hey, is that what he said? Next time he says this, slap him. Hey! <laughs> when they slap the person back, you hear from them. Amen. No, but it is true because for many of you, you see, you are the preacher to your sheep. They come to you with their problems. And when they come, what do you say? What do you share? Are you there? Many of you are thinking it's very worldly. So that's why the word of God needs to be in you. And every time you want to give counsel, point to the word of God. Don't point to what you are thinking. And don't point to what you are feeling. Because when you are a person with feelings, then you can easily be wrong. Okay, I like this person. I don't like that person. You, you, will, you will do something wrong. So just find refuge in the word of God. What does the word of God say about that situation? And then you preach it. Or you share it. Hey. Also share your own life. Because it's also one of the very strong testimonies. It shows that the word works. Some of you want to appear perfect before your sheep. You're not helping them. Yeah. Not helping them. You see, a wee smoker who has been recovered and been saved, and is now in—I mean—full of the Holy Spirit. When he's now talking to somebody, comes to say that I used to smoke. We it's a very powerful witness. Uh-huh. So when you hide it, and then you try to appear as if you don't know what they are saying, you have you have removed. You have yeah, but they will listen to you. Are you there? One night I got to. Somebody, I've forgotten what program we had gone for. And one of my young people was one lady. She had just lost her child. And she was crying. And she was crying. And I was talking to her. Then I remembered another pastor's wife who had also lost her child. I called her. I said, please, arise. Arise. Because you know this thing, you know it. You have felt it. And you have recovered. Oh, within some... 30-40 minutes, the woman was calm because...
the way the one who had gone through, she now came to share. The Bible says, the comfort with which you have been comforted. That's not that one is what you use. Me too, I was there. I remember. Oh, Charlie, crisis was over. Amen. Number six, develop your ability to bargain with men and to persuade them. Please, not bargain over cities and persons. You are bargaining for their souls. Bargaining for them to give their lives to Christ. Some of you, for a moment, you thought that they're going to bargain. Oh, it's not 20 cities. Me, me, my 20 cities. Would you? My 10. It's important. No. <laughs> Yesterday, Pastor David was mitigating a quarrel between a taxi driver and an old lady over 50 pesos. Please, it's not that one we are talking about here. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5:11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. You see, we know the terror. We know what the Bible says about hell. So let us talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Let us change it. Let us persuade them to walk away from hell. Amen. Oh, it is, it is a, 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 what do you call it? It's a skill. To know what verse to use, what scripture to use. How far to press? How long to talk? And finally, number seven. Develop your ability to create and invent with your mouth. Oh, I love this one. To create and invent with your mouth. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.3. Ah, is this where the lights have reached now? Mercy. We haven't renewed the thing still. Because I don't understand this light that's walking around. By faith, we understand that the world was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made out of things which do not appear. Are you there? What is seen is made out of what? Things that do not appear. So it's your mouth you will use. And as you use it, you create things. That's why I like to tell the young people that you will build. Yeah. Tell them that you will not rent forever. You will build. Yeah. You will build. Are you there? You will do well. Sometimes when I'm saying it, Charlie, I try not to look well. Just let the word work. <laughs> but I am encouraged because as I'm saying it, I'm seeing people working, I'm seeing it working. Yeah. Are you there? Our lives are changing. Yes. Keep on and just keep on. If you look too deep, what you see, you'll be discouraged. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I should encourage myself. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Some of you, we told you that you'll become pastors. When we're saying it, you didn't resemble anything like a pastor. Uh, uh, didn't resemble anything like a pastor. But small, small, the word began to work. Some of you didn't even desire to be a pastor. You see. But in the hospital, nobody is desiring to be the Mushriman. So why do you want to be the Mushriman of the church? It's not normal. It's not normal. Yeah, are you saying that Mushriman? I don't know. I'll give you a knock. If you see somebody in the Mushriman, he didn't get any other thing. 
He didn't get up. He didn't have another option. This one he got. It's not what he wanted. That's just what he got. But if he could, he would have been the medical superintendent. He would have gone to the top. So when you come into church and then you arrange yourself at the back. Now, if you are a leader here and you keep on arranging yourself in the back, I will send something after you. That's all. I'll send something. Because I don't know what you are doing there. The back, the back has a spirit. And you see, at the end of the day, somebody will sit there because the church will get full. But you must never sit there by your desire. You enter. The place is empty. You sit at the back. It's a sign. May I read it as a major sign. Major. Major sign. Major, major, major sign. And but the mothers will do, are you a mother with babies? Don't bring yourself. <laughs> They can't help it. And many of them, that's not where they want to be. They are waiting for their child to grow quickly. So they, they deliver themselves. One bad, then you sit at the back. And you are a leader in the church. Ah. It should be that that's just what, I mean, when you came everywhere was full. That's okay. Wow. Hebrews 11.3. Let's read this again. I want to read, this is the RSV version. What you are, yeah, you leave the KJV, the Kojovi can stay there. I'm reading RSV. By faith, we understand that the world was created by the word of God. You get it. So there's creative power in your mouth. What do you want to see? May I confess that the church is full? It's what I want to see. I confess I have a problem that I don't have enough space. It's my confession. You can confess what you like. Me, that's my confession. Yeah. I have confessed that my car park is full and it is filling small, small. Oh! Oh, Sundays, if you are late, you won't get parking space. It's filling. Oh. Are you there? Recently, when we went to Tamale, then Pastor Seth was telling me that, hey, he saw the cars in the, uh, the parking lot. And I said, I, they used to be bicycles. And they used to be motorbikes. Yeah. But it's by math. There's no, up till today, there's no rich man in the church. Up till today. Up till today, there's no rich man in the church. Yeah. But by the words. The words. Yeah. Not, not Carlos. Not Carlos. <laughs> proper cars. I see you driving a proper car. Ah. Ah. You will go and you will come easy. Without a hindrance. Visitation will be no problem because you just drive here, drive there, drive there. It's not a problem. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, you drive. Oh. You see, you are receiving the car, but if I start to ask you whether you drive. Have you seen that you are not yet ready? Have you seen? That you are not ready. You are busy saying that I'm receiving, but you don't have you don't have a license. If really and truly you are expecting it, you must be eager to drive. And there are people around with you. You must say, Oh, please teach me how to drive. Teach me how to start. Teach me how to move. Yeah. Then God will know that you are serious. Instead of sitting here just saying, I'm receiving. Yeah. You will build a house. And you will live in your own house. Ah. Yes, renting, renting. We have to stop. We have to stop. <laughs> ah. 
no 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 when you see your landlord i mean when i get there when i see my landlord calling me i'm like oh lord what has happened no no it has to stop you wonder whether they are coming to tell you that they are increasing the rent from uh, from next year the rent is going to go up you know no 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 it must stop it must stop hallelujah begin to speak good things begin to speak good things yeah some of you when you see your member the person is pregnant she's going to deliver she shouldn't have to come and ask you for a prayer you begin to speak easy delivery over her safe delivery over her yeah oh this child no no i'm very serious i'm very careful with what i say in my mouth because of the things i've seen yeah i told somebody that the child will just drop Kelly. Look, she almost didn't make it to the hospital. Yeah. The midwife said that she couldn't even put on her gloves. She had to catch the baby. Oh, the child is we are done. We are done. Yeah. One night I was here. Selma came and said she's going to have her baby. And I told her that, oh, Charlie, easy delivery. As she entered, oh. Yeah. With your mouth. The way it's free. Oh, it's not free. Are you not here when I tell you that the last thing you read it will be in the exam paper? Is it not in the exam paper? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you just use your mouth. I mean, if it doesn't happen, we will say it again this year. Are you in the house? I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to say, Lord, let me take this inner power seriously. Because there's a power in you that will arrange your life well. And that will affect the life of your sheep for the positive. People want to hear good things. People need to hear good things. People need hope. They need a reason to live. They need to hear something good. The snake has inner power, central to its life. That's why we fear it. We too, we have inner power. Talk to the Lord. Lord, help me to enhance this inner power in the name of Jesus. Begin to make plans of how you are going to study before Thursday so that your preaching will have new light, my God, new power, new strength. Help us, Lord. Those of you who, who are going to be preaching, put your hand on your head and just say, I'm a good preacher. I'm a good preacher. I'm a good preacher. And I'm a good teacher. When people hear me preaching, they will come again. They want to hear part two. They want to hear part three. They will come because they have to hear what I have to say. Come on. Just begin to talk. I will be like my father. I will talk always. People are listening. Father, thank you. Thank you that you have given us inner power. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, you've given us your word. Jesus. When it comes out of us, it is dynamite. Help us to be the transformers of lives oh, by Lord. the power in our mouths. Oh, Lord. May we speak good things. Oh, yes. May we speak your word over oh, people. Yes. May miracles come to pass by what we have said in the Jesus. name of Jesus. Amen. May our lives be transformed because Miranda of what we have said. 
thank you. Thank you for giving us power in our tongues. Oh, yes. Thank you for the power of life that is in our tongues that we are going to deploy, oh God. Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen.